All right, we've begun the recording, so we can go ahead and run the theme. My job is to, to restore the roar. All right, just get up here and give us a fucking song. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. But none of that matters if you've had enough of that shit. Yeah, that's a good one. And when you knock us down... We're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. What kind of surrealistic nonsense is this? I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole process, okay? But I do know one thing. I am the goddamn manager, and I'm going to run this goddamn team. And welcome, everybody, to the Angry Sports Brothers, where we talk... Detroit sports, and there's a lot to be angry about, but we're going to start today, which everybody wants to talk about, is the World Cup soccer tournament, uh, where Saudi Arabia upset uh, um, Argentina. Boring. Yes, I don't want any part of it either. Stop it. Yes, let's stop it and get to the Lions. I don't know if you guys follow on the World Cup. I'm not. I'm tired of it. I didn't like the fact that they moved it to uh, this time of year that interrupts with football, but uh, if you guys want to talk about it later, fine. I'll just shut off the recording and leave. But uh, uh, I think what we need to do, and by the way, we're joined with Mike from Florida, Paul from Chicago, and I'm Tom from Michigan. We all follow Detroit sports, and we're in a a bit of a, uh, I don't know what you want to describe what's happening right now, but the Lions are in the midst of a winning streak. And it was funny because I'm watching this several podcasts ago. I said, we're in the part of the season where you just start laughing. You start laughing and talking about draft picks because that's what every season has been like for the last four years and really most of the Matt Millen era and most of the last 20 years. But all of a sudden, boom, we've won three in a row. And not only that, we've won two road games in a row. And I haven't done the research, but I would imagine that's been a long time since we've done that. And now all of a sudden, we look like a team. We dismantled the Giants and really beat them up the whole game. And the Giants supposedly are a playoff team, but I – digress when I say that I think they along with Minnesota are the two biggest frauds in the NFL but either way Lions going on the road winning like this uh, I wanted your opinion of what you saw and even if you didn't watch the game the highlights and what's going on here in Detroit um it's 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 it changes a lot of things it changes their philosophy now with their two wins um you know now Williams they're the the big uh, wide receiver now you put him in you know, this is there's there's some winnable games coming up, but I'm not. This isn't blasphemous. This is not. I'm not trying to speak out of turn, but I thought that that was a very Belichickian kind of a win. Is that they took away what the strength of the Giants was was Barkley. Oh. That Barkley is going to you know Barkley all the podcasts and all the predictors before the game were like Barkley's going to eat tonight, man. He's going to he's going to run through this team. They neutralized Barkley and said, "Daniel Jones, try and beat us because I don't think you can." And that's what happened. I mean, Barkley had twenty two yards and Daniel Jones can't make a play. I thought that uh, I didn't know what to think when I'm looking at the box score and I'm looking at the highlights. They kicked their ass. They they beat them up and down that field is like, holy crap, oh, yeah. what, what is happening? And, you know, it was, it was refreshing not to be on pins and needles in the fourth quarter going, I'm in the jewel. I'm like, holy crap, they're up by 18. I'm like, yes. So, uh, 
it, it was never a game. And no. so you're you're gonna you're calling Dan Campbell. No. Bell and what did I tell you? What did I tell I you? I said I said that's I a bold said, statement. I said it was a Belichickian type win. Is that they went and neutralized their best yep. thing, the thing that could kill them, and they neutralized it and said, "Let the other guy try and beat you." He threw for 300 of the most meaningless yards in the history of the game. And, and they were never in it. The uh, Giants um, couldn't expose the Lions' weakness, which is in the secondary, because they just don't have any good receivers. And The fact that they're putting back-to-back efforts like this is making me think they turned a corner. But watching the game, our first-year players are playing now on defense. I mean, Hutchinson looks good, and he, he, not just that. Joseph looks good. I mean, they got guys that that are uh, draft picks in the last two years that seem to be coming to their own. You know, I'm not uh, so to watch this. It's like, whoa, where did that come from? And I was expecting this season to just go down the drain when they were one and six, but all of a sudden, people are actually saying playoffs. Now I know that's far fetched. In fact, I looked up the stats. The Lions are 4-6, and six, 12% chance to make the playoffs. Really, here it is, and I'll break it down before we talk about it, just so nobody gets too excited here. Uh, five of the first seven playoff spots are pretty much taken. we got four division winners, and then the Cowboys look like if they don't overtake the Eagles for the division, they're going to win the wild card. And then you've got Seattle and San Francisco. One of those team teams is going to win the division. The other's in the wild card. So there's one wild card spot left, and here are the teams battling for it. The Giants. The Commanders, Atlanta, Arizona, and Detroit. Um, so out of those, two, and, and a lot has to happen, Lions basically need to win five out of their next seven, uh, which would give them nine wins for the season to have a chance. So so it's out there. Um, it's There's a chance now that they could make the playoffs. And if they're playing this way, I mean, we were talking about, Paul, you were saying a few weeks ago, you look at the schedule, I don't see any of their wins. Now, the way they're playing, you're saying, oh, wait a minute, there's some games here they can win. <laughs> I know. You know? It, it, it's, it's scary. And when you go, let's go back, let's, let, let's circle back to Hutchinson. He's, he's outstanding. I, I, I am completely convinced that I was stupid for saying taking Thibodeau instead of Hutchinson. That play he made against, um, well, he had two against Chicago. The one where he ran down the line and tackled the guy at the goal line. He, was I, I posted it? I was like, I keep look at yeah. the, I, I looked at that play a hundred times, and it's like, how how does he do that? And the 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 pick six was all on him because he recognized that it was going to be a tight end screen. So he instead of rushing, oh, yeah. he drops back, and now Fields can't throw over a six foot four guy, so he's got to throw high. And it's like he made the entire play. And then last week's interception was just I agree. Just like holy shit! Yeah, and you look he, at the stats. He dropped back into coverage and made an athletic play. Yeah, yeah, and and, and so, when you think about this guy, and, and it takes a while to. I mean, what he was doing in the first part of the season, he was just overrushing everything. He was, mm-hmm. and now he's sitting back and he's letting it come to him a little bit, and he's looking real. But he's not the only one. There's there's a handful mm-hmm. of Lions young players that are playing real Kirby well. Kirby Joseph, the so safety it gives guy, you some hope is for the yeah. Future. And Panay Sewell, who, I mean, I, I watched Brian Baldinger break down tape. I see it on the Twitter feed. And he's just showing Panay Sewell just destroying people. That He is a monster. And, you know, he, there's your first-round pick. And I'm excited for Jameson Williams so to there's, come. So there's hope. Now, he's practicing this week. They haven't said for sure when he's coming back. But he may, he came to practice 
for the first time this week, so we'll see. Um, I did want to make one comment. A friend of mine, like I said, listens to the podcast, and he likes to give me critique. Uh, he said in the first couple of podcasts, I said that Jared Goff is good, and he's a solid NFL quarterback. A couple podcasts later, I said, this guy is not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> and now I'm back to, he seems to be a game manager that we can win games with. I don't, and you know what I like about him in the last two games? He's running. When he's in trouble, instead of uh, trying to throw a ridiculous interception, he's actually scrambling and running. Now, nobody's going to mistake him for your guy in Chicago. No. But to run every once in a while when it's there for you, you got to do it. And he has been doing it, and it's helped the offense quite a bit. Yeah, so he's that. not he's not shooting himself in the foot. He's not doing the last three games. He's been very good with the football. His numbers aren't outstanding, but he's not turning it over. And yeah. they are rushing the ball. Like, I mean, I think they're third or fourth in the league in rushing. It, it, I don't know, man. You fire Aubrey well, it, Pleasant, the defense gets better. You fire some guy, the one of the offensive guys, the one of the offensive coordinators, and the offense gets better. It's like something is something was wrong. They took care of it, and now everything seems to be coming, coming, getting better. I don't think playoffs, and, but and here's he, the, the thing. Yeah, no, I but, don't think. But the, here's yeah. the thing: we're going into the Thanksgiving Day game with the Lions in playoff contention. Now it's a stretch. I just gave the numbers. If they got me, but they're in playoff contention, which has not happened in a long, long time. Now on the flip side, uh, Vegas has made Buffalo an eight and a half point favorite. Buffalo Oof. has not been playing great lately, but I I'm okay. I got I won ninety bucks the first week betting on the Lions, and I got it sitting here in my little uh, my little casino ticket. And I was gonna I'm trying to figure out which way to bet on this one. If you guys were you guys are betting men, and this was your money, it's ninety bucks. I was gonna throw it on. It eight and a half is an awful lot to give a team when they're playing at home, and. But then the Lions have had terrible luck with athletic, good quarterbacks, and that's what uh, Josh Allen is. So I'm not sure what to do on this one. What do you think look for at, Thanksgiving? Look at, all the Bills, look at the Bills' defense against Cleveland last week. I don't think they played that well. No, and I, know I agree. There's a couple. There was garbage touchdown at the end, but I just didn't think they played that well. And that was well, who was that guy's name? Brissett. What's his name? Josh Allen. Or, no, Jacoby Brissett. Cleveland guy. Oh, yeah, Brissett, yeah. He's a fraud. Uh, the good news is uh, the massage guy is, is coming back to Cleveland. He's been practicing this week, so that's good for them. Good. Uh, um, Watson. But here, And here's the thing with the philosophy changing and why you might want to bring Jameson Williams back and why you want to make a push for the playoffs. They're not going to be hurt with draft position because the Rams suck. And they're going to have a top five pick yeah. regardless. Because if the Rams are thinking about shutting down Stafford, golf, they don't yeah. need a quarterback. And yeah, and, and if they, you're right. The, uh, if the Lions are set with Goff, they don't need to draft a quarterback, so they can get two quality players in that first round, um, which will make next year all the better. I mean, next year I think is the year that we're looking at a playoff push, but uh, um, it could still happen this year. But I, there's hope, like where there wasn't was just three weeks ago. And yeah. I got to give credit to Campbell because these guys haven't stopped playing for this dude. You know, I mean, it's is a big of a joke as he seems sometimes. This this uh, this team plays for him, and they like him, and so that's something. Well, well mean, he said he it? said so, he said something in his post game speech, and I, I love listening to his post game speeches because they're fantastic. 
when they win. When they lose, they never televise them. But when they win, yeah. but he said something like, Man, I got a plan, I swear to you. All right. I think about is you guys. He, he, said, he said, you guys are getting better. And then he pointed the finger to him and said, we're getting better too. And it's like, he's right. There's yeah. not, there hasn't been this has, bonehead he, shit. He's not nope. gambling. He's not being riverboat Ron yep. and gambling on every fourth down. He's taking points when you need to. He's, he, yep. he's learning on the job. And, and, I, and that's a good point because he, there hasn't been these big coaching flops the last few weeks, which has helped the team. And so he may be right. I mean, with a rah-rah coach like he is, normally that doesn't work in the NFL, but it does if you have good assistants, you know, and they can overcome this. And as long as the players, are, you know, who is it? There was an opposing player that the Lions played against recently that just said, I would, I love Dan Campbell, and I would love to play for the guy. So if you have that kind of attitude going on out there, we could get free agents, decent ones to come to Detroit maybe. I and mean, we need linebacking help like nobody's business. And I don't yeah. want to start drafting one. I'd like to get a veteran one. Uh, through free agency, and if the players like Campbell, that, that's good. Good for uh, you know, we needed a culture change. Maybe this is it. I'm not. I'm not trying to overstate three wins in a row, but I don't remember the last time the Lions won three in a row. I'm thinking when Caldwell was first year, they went 11 and five. Maybe there was a three game winning streak in there somewhere, but it's rare that you could put two back to back road wins. And so, like, we're on kind of in uncharted territory here. And um, it's, it's they're the longest, not a joke. Yeah, the longest, uh, longest winning streak in the NFC right now, if you can believe that. It's it's yeah, it's, it, it's it's refreshing not to, you know, not to on Sunday night just going. What did I just watch? What happened? I you know, know. It, it's refreshing to go. They beat the living crap out of the Giants, and in their house too, and yeah. that was nice. Yeah, and, and um, it's what's frustrating, and I try not to think about it. I look at these ones that got away. Yep. That Minnesota game is going to haunt us. I was, I was thinking the same. We thinking it. the same thing yeah. on the drive home. It's like, yeah. what if yeah. they cut? They hung on to Minnesota. What if they didn't? You know, that they, they, they played Philly a little bit tougher. That pick six in the very first possession of the second half. What if? Yep. You know, and they actually came in with a game plan against New England and. You know, it, it, <laughs> there was there are games that uh, that that got away from them and that are going to end up by haunting them. But at the same time, in order for Campbell's message to be heard, they got to start winning, and that's it. Seems like that's what they're doing, and so now that kind of builds on itself. And so it just is very strange to talk about the Lions in some kind of positive term. But it's going, Mike. You haven't been kind of silent. You're you're like. Uh, uh, is it you just can't he's, believe it, or you don't, he's dumb, you don't know how to say anything good about the Lions? Is he's that dumbfounded. It? No, 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 it's it's all good. I did look it up. Uh, the last three game winning streak was 2017. So that's uh, that's. Oh thing. wow! Yeah, you got stats. You got a producer. All right. Well, I got Google. <laughs> oh, yes. <yeah>, okay. <laughs> Brought to you by Wikipedia. Um. <laughs> But yeah, there's always positives, you know. You, you, you again beating that bitch Aaron Rodgers is always a positive. Going into Chicago in a game they shouldn't have won, winning, um, and this just this dismantling of the Giants gives you gives you pause and think, you know, Buffalo is not unbeatable. They're not unbeatable, and that place is going to be like a, it lately. That place is going to be a zoo on Thursday. It's going to be ridiculous. I agree. So and, and if the Lions can just, I mean, they can. This is a, if they beat Buffalo, it's a game changer because now 
they would have to win four out of their or four out of their last six, and there's some easy games in there uh, yeah. to make the playoffs. Jacksonville's happen, there. Beat- Chicago's got to come here. Minnesota's got to come here. And yep. Minnesota, oh my God, that Boy, they don't they look fraudulent. Good. They are frauds. You, you know, can't I, tell I, that to I, Derek. Well, the thing is, just look at, okay, here's Minnesota. All of their wins have come on one possession. And they've the two biggest games they've played, they've gotten pantsed in front of the national audience against Dallas and against Philadelphia. I see nothing. And, and I'm sorry. Kirk Cousins. Say it. Say it. Say I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm just, say this it. guy is Mr. Game Manager. Say and it. And every time they play a big game, he, he, he screws the pooch. And I know I'm, I'm trying not to be a Spartan hater, but th- this is the Spartans' Tom Brady, and he's a poor, poor, poor man's Tom Brady. And um, I'm just tired of him. If I were Minnesota, I mean, Washington got tired of him. I'm Minnesota. It's like, I don't think you can win big with this guy. What you can do, they got a lot of talent, I think, on that team, except at quarterback, that they can pile up these wins against against mediocre teams. And then they, then they get pantsed against uh, the really good ones. But uh, yeah. I think Minnesota's a fraud, and I think the Giants were exposed by the Lions as a fraud. I think they're going to lose to Dallas on Thanksgiving, and then the circling the drain begins for the Giants. They're ready to put his, yeah. this rookie coach of theirs into the Hall of Fame. Like, no, you know, any yeah. team could put together a little. They got some fortunate breaks at some times this year, and so uh, long season. I think, long yeah, season. Minnesota. Yeah, I think the two. The, go ahead. Go I, as far as okay. The the best teams in the NFC right now are clearly Philadelphia, um, Dallas, and San Francisco. Seattle's right there, but I, don't, I think Seattle is one of those teams that everybody says, ah, you know, they're not really going to win much. But there it is. Everybody else, you can put them in a big bag and shake it up, and the Lions could, could compete for that playoff spot in that bag if they keep winning. You never yeah, I think it, yeah, I think if San Francisco had a quarterback, it'd be the reverse order, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas. I mean, yeah. Well, I think the McCaffrey thing is a game changer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They yeah. got weapons everywhere now. Yeah. I think they're and the then, team to beat in the NFC. I, I think they're better than Philadelphia. They can overcome. They have enough talent to overcome uh, their, what's his name, the gigolo at quarterback and uh, and make a run. <laughs> you know? Well, that defense travels. And that's, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not going to be afraid of Dallas. And they're not going to be afraid of going into Philadelphia. No. You know they won't be going into. They won't be afraid to go in into Green Bay. Oh, not this year. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Minnesota is eight and two with a point differential of negative two. I know. Just... They can't. And the Giants are negative or are plus one. They're seven and three, and their point differential. So that and when I said that to Derek, it's like that. What that's what a fraud looks like. You can yeah. be eight and two and being negative two in the point differential. That is a that is a fraudulent team. Well, and they're they're winning the division because the division has has pooped their pants this year. Mm-hmm. Backers are nothing, uh, and the the Bears and Lions are teams that are on the on the upswing, but they're they're young, and so that I, nobody's fooled by most. I mean, when Vegas paid Dallas a one point favorite in Minnesota, that tells you all you need to know yeah. about what everybody thinks of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, on the other hand, they're winning and we would like to have their record, but um, you know, and, and one of the biggest uh, fan favorites, TJ Hawkinson is now playing for their, their team. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when, you, when I watched that game, I saw him commit a big penalty, drop a pass, and I'm like, this is our. 
I, I think the Lions GM stole uh, he's, a couple of draft picks from the he Lions. Is, he, is, he is doing work. Holmes is doing work, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. When was the last time a team on national television had the <laughs> the network went away from them with seven minutes to go in the third yeah, quarter? <laughs> yeah, they went you to know? The, uh, what was Sorry, the game? we're going to yeah. go to a so more competitive game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fraud. Yeah. Oh, that's but, true. But it's yeah. good, yeah. good times at Ford the Field. Week. Oh, Jesus. And, oh, yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. This no, should be I, in the you know, business. And I, I, seriously, I would like to be there. I, I've yeah. been to many Thanksgiving games, and this is one that I would like to be at. I really would. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, but it'll be fun to sit there and eat and watch it on the couch as well, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what, yeah. Which, uh, before we go any further, uh, is that you guys? Uh, uh, do you watch the game at your house? I mean, is it uh, when do you eat dinner? It's always on. We're gonna. I think we're gonna eat early this year. Lori wants to do it like two two thirty. I'm like, girl, that's gonna be two minute warning. I don't know if I'm gonna have yeah, that time, but I didn't. Yeah. I thought it. I didn't say it, but I thought it. It's like, oh yeah. But yeah, we usually eat right after the game. We have a bunch of snacks during the game, but. Thanksgiving has morphed into just about my favorite holiday now because it's just all about Tommy's pleasure, food, football. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. I'm sorry, it is. It's be- it's just better than Christmas hey, now. Don't it's need like- to apologize. Everybody deserves a day. Um, before we move on from the Lions and Thanksgiving, um, I I found this old commercial online and see if you guys. I always thought this was funny when I first heard it back in the '80s. I always thought it was funny. It's for Highland Appliance. And it's about Thanksgiving. Let me know if uh, if you remember this. Men, we made it. Unload the ship. Hello, and welcome to New World. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Great to be here. Fresh air, room to grow. Highlands pre-Thanksgiving midnight madness sale. Say what? Uh, so listen, Chief, I really gotta go. But we have a big feast all set up for your crew. We have pizza, beer, munchies. Look. Highlands Midnight Madness Sale is Wednesday only. I can't afford to miss it. Hey, how about dinner on Thursday? Well, okay, but Thursdays we just usually have turkey. Turkey? See, that isn't funny. He's like, we got big feast planned for you. Pizza, beer, munchies. Munchies is the one that Munchies is the one that brought it back. When he said munchies, I said, oh yeah, I remember this. Pizza, beer, munchies, yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, Dallas playing the Giants in the second game. It's going to be on Fox, and apparently, and I can't wait for this, they're going to have John Madden tributes all throughout the game and beforehand, um, which I can't play. I mean, to me, Thanksgiving game was always great, but when Madden came on board, he just made it different. It was just like it was all about everything, the Thanksgiving, the turkey, and everything. I just thought it was great, so I look forward to seeing that tribute to uh, Mr. John Madden on Thanksgiving. Anything else uh, anybody want to mention about either the Lions or the NFL before we move on? Oh, and just as a preview, anybody listen, we are going to have our top 10 most hated Detroit athletes. Now, these aren't the top 10 worst athletes, just the ones we particularly despise. That's coming up. But anything else on the NFL? No. Um, no. Um, Sunday, I went and I went to a friend's house and watched. Um, have you guys ever d- done that uh, uh, red zone? Oh yeah, I used to have floor? it. Oh my god, it's like crack. It, it's so good. They 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 forgot to switch away, 
and I actually saw two of the commentators talking for about two seconds, and I started to go into like some kind of shake or something. What the hell is that? Oh, good, good. We're back to football. No, yeah. it's it's unbelievable. It, if you want and, football, it's like it's on crack. I had it when I when the NFL Sunday ticket came out in the '90s. It used to be ninety bucks for the whole season, so I got it for five years. Now it's like ninety nine bucks for one month. But you get the red zone, and if anybody's ever watched that before, it's just they sit there and they go to the – if anybody's inside the 20, that's where they go to, see if they score. And then if the score happens, boom, they go to the next game. And sometimes they'll split the screen if there's two different games. on it. It is NFL crack. It's, it's If you play fantasy football too, which I used to, oh, it's, it's God, a great yeah. way to watch it. But, yeah, I agree. It's just awesome. Yeah, um, that was fun. And I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. Uh, NFL – quarterback play uh my favorite quarterback in the nfl right now is joe burrow i love the guy i just love him i think he's cool calm under pressure he makes great throws and i think he, and he's a winner and i think the bengals can make some noise uh in the playoffs again even though they got off to a rough start but the afc is so loaded at quarterback position that hurt. did you watch the kc uh, uh charger game no. i mean those two guys are studs of course more homes is but herbert was great so um, but that's it on the NFL. I wanted to move uh, to college because, of course, the biggest game. Oh, Paul, did you have? Did you see uh, when Joe Burrow landed in uh, landed in Pennsylvania? The shirt he had on was a uh, lazy Scranton with uh, Michael and Dwight <laughs> doing lazy Scranton. It was absolutely priceless. Dwight, yeah. Oh no, I it's didn't on see the interwebs. That. I didn't see that. It's, it's on the interwebs. The Electric City. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so he, yeah. when he landed in Pennsylvania, um, his lazy Scranton. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, biggest college football game, as seems to always happen, of the week, Michigan-Ohio State. Michigan, uh, number three in the college football poll, Ohio State, number two. Going into the season, I thought Michigan was going to get absolutely uh launched in a stratosphere by OSU, I thought, with revenge on their mind, as much talent as they had, uh, they were going to whip them. Michigan is a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. Odds makers say that OSU is. Earlier. Yeah. It was nine, uh, like Sunday, it was nine. So they're, they're starting to see something, or I don't know. Maybe well, some players that Michigan bit. had that were out, they're tight end, and, what's, and Blake um, may be playing in this game. I don't know what to make of it. Michigan has dominated this year. Uh, I mean, they, their defense has dominated. Their offense, Paul, you're upset that they keep kicking field goals, and that is true. That's a problem. That is a problem. But the Big Ten's been weak this year. They've crushed everybody. The only team that they really played that was good was Penn State, and they crushed them. Um, so they got a fighting chance. But I think what has to happen is what happened last year. They have to run the football and keep that Ohio State offense off the field. But Ohio State is fired up, man. They did not like what happened last year. It's in Columbus. Do you give Michigan a shot in this one? Depending on who comes back. If Blake Corum comes back and he's 90% then they're able to run the ball, then yes. But if they're – I mean, against Illinois, they just looked awful because they couldn't run the ball. Yep. They had, what, Donovan was out and Corum was out. Schoonmaker was out. And you're relying on J.J. McCarthy, who's a good quarterback, but – Damn, he was he was not on target on Saturday. It's like what? You can't have that. Yeah. But Ohio State's defense, you can get plays. They don't they yeah. don't scare you. And, so mm, yes, they have Ohio a chance. Ohio State did look great. Ohio State has looked suspect in a bunch of games this year. 
But I think last week, just like Michigan, I think they were holding back. They were just, you know, they, they were thinking about Ohio or Michigan, and Michigan was thinking about Ohio State. So I think you're going to see a better game. But one thing I have to say about JJ is I don't think he the reason they switched from him to him was they expected a much more dynamic offense. I, I haven't seen it. I don't think they're playing any better offensively than he did under Cade last year. No. So I don't know if the switch was was anything that was uh, uh, that dramatic because it's really Michigan's defense that has been the story this year. Right, and the word on McCarthy but, was that he couldn't throw deep. You couldn't get he wasn't accurate deep, and that's been kind of what's happening. There was a lot of plays that he left on at, on the field against Illinois. It's like, uh, but they have a chance. Yeah. Michael, yeah, I, I just I don't want any more of these embarrassing games. You know, where Ohio State wins by twenty five or thirty. I don't want that anymore. No. Um, so hopefully they can play tough. What I think is funny, you know, the consolation for the team that loses is probably going to the Rose Bowl. And that used to be the reason you played this game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. But it's just, once again, Michigan, Ohio State. Um, I can't wait for the game. I'm nervous about it. But I, I also, I'll take a loss if it's a close game. I'll probably be pissed off, but I just don't want to blow it. If it's a blowout, I'm going to say, I'm going to start, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Michigan is now on pace to be with Ohio State like they used to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see us go backwards and right. get our ass right. kicked, which is, you know, it's yeah. always potential. Uh, it's, but it, it's nice that maybe every other year, you know, every other year that the home field is an advantage. And if they have to lose in the horseshoe, that's fine. Come back the next year in the big house and beat them there. I just, none of this 63 to 17 crap. It's like, ugh. And it, yeah. Well, as uh, exciting as it is to talk about Michigan, Ohio State, uh, it is equally fun for me to talk about another Spartan <laughs> loss. Where this one was historic, just, and this might be the worst loss of the Mel Tucker era. He was sweating cats and dogs uh, at this one. Would boy, they lost to Indiana and just absolutely blew it. I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Michigan State? When was the last time a team completed two passes and one? Indiana and completed two passes and one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, uh, you know, um, now they got to beat Penn State just to make a bowl game. And if you don't make a bowl game in this era of college football, that's a bad season, baby. So I, it's funny. You know, and I hear a lot of people saying that Mel Tucker, you got to give him more time. And I think so, too. I don't think that this year is going to they were going to be that good. I think what threw everybody off was last year. They were projected to win four or five games, and they won ten. And so everybody thought, "Oh, here we go!" But no, their their cupboard is bare. They do not have the athletes, and uh, it's assuming Tucker will get them. But uh, uh, we'll let's let's uh, skip his college uh, coaching Hall of Fame jacket for now because that's what people were putting him in last year, and uh, I'm not seeing it this year. But it is always fun to uh, these Spartan fans that wanted to run Harbaugh out of town and look at Harbaugh's record in the last two years. And look at your boy Mel this year. I don't know. Enough rubbing it in, Spartan fans. I do I've been accused of that by the guy that a friend of mine that listens to it is uh piling on, so maybe I shouldn't. Any uh um No any other word on college football that you want to talk about? I'm Um Western Beat Central. Is fair. <laughs> I do and by the way, it's fun to watch USC now that is playing good. They could possibly 
uh, be in the playoff picture. And guess what? They belong to the Big Ten now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not this year, but in a couple no. of years. We'll see. Yeah, best money, and best team best money can buy. The Lions had a chance to draft that guy. Yeah, pretty Maybe. much. Yeah. They went through the portal and everything else, but th- this is the way they're going to be for now on. As long as uh, what's his name's coaching over there, USC. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that's the way it's going to be. So, um, so on to uh, whatever else before we get to the worst athletes in Detroit. Let's see what else I had here. Um, uh, 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 I did take notes that I wanted to talk about some stuff. Uh, well, I wanted to mention uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, maybe <laughs> I'm thinking man we made it Oops, man we made it man we made it that's a glitch right there I didn't do that um Zach Wilson of the Jets uh he got a lot of publicity for sleeping with his mom's best friend but uh I never thought this guy was good by the way his his record was a fraud in college he he, he didn't beat any good teams and uh, I think I get this is him at the podium after the game. Somebody asked him the, as an offense, though. I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no. Thank you. He doesn't feel he left the defense. That defense dominated against New England. Mm-hmm. And what did he complete? Like nine passes in that game. He's awful. More, the Jets more, off him. more punts than he had completions. They yeah. they averaged. Uh, <laughs> 2.77 inches a play in the second <laughs> half. They gained two yards. 2.77 inches a play. That's bad. Well, so, and somebody came out and called him the Mormon Ryan Leaf. And uh, that might be the fair comparison. I think there's a... <laughs> That's mean. Yeah. So, and uh, it, it's time to... Um, there's too much talk about him and the Jets anyways. It's just because they're in New York. But I think the guy's a fraud. Um, and I just wanted to mention that because that was in the news. Uh, Antonio Brown, anybody want to comment on his latest antics? Which was uh, the uh, naked picture of Giselle yes. that he posted? He's an it asshole. Was, He's such he, a dick. And first of all, you knew it was Antonio Brown putting it up there because it was the worst Photoshop it reminded mm-hmm. me of Michael Scott's Photoshop in the office. <laughs> yep. It was so bad. But I'm like, what is the matter with this guy? He is just with some low blow cheap shots on Tom Brady. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. I don't get it. He's got a mental disorder. He he's something's wrong with that guy. And you know, it what you gotta do is you gotta turn your back on it and don't give it any air because it's you know, that's all he wants. All he wants to do is be relevant. He's irrelevant now. He just wants to be relevant. And he puts out this stuff, and people are like, oh, how provocative. Look at this. Don't give him the time of day. Just let him go. Yeah. Let him let him let him I let agree. him drink himself into a tizzy, drive his car into a fucking pole, do what he's gonna do on his own. But don't give him the time of day. Yeah. And uh speaking of uh Giselle Butchkin, apparently it didn't take <laughs> her long to Hop no. back in the sack with someone. She's going out with some, uh, I want to say, surfer, is he? Some world-class surfer. And she was spotted at some hotel, and I saw the pictures. Like, boy, that's it. You, it didn't take you long to ruin your ex's career and then move on to this guy. Um, he, he's a jiu-jitsu, fact, uh, jiu-jitsu that, trainer. 
and really? he's been with uh, he's been with the Brady's Brady Bunchkin's uh, family for a year, and so now so, they're in Puerto Rico or wherever they were. It's like, come on, girl, come on. Well, yeah. Um, and the ink isn't even dry on the divorce. I mean, I would expect no. that you'd at least have a cooling off period, but she just like, nope, we're going to torch his career and then move on. Um, I think I heard one of the, a news commenter, a news commenter talk about it. I've got, I got the audio for you in uh, Giselle. But I suppose that sort of fashionable promiscuity means nothing to someone like you who hops from bed to bed with the frequency of a cheap ham radio. <laughs> but when you're on your backs, the meter is running. <laughs> well, please spare us, gals, and tell us the rates at the top. Then we can choose which two-bit tarts and bargain basement sluts to shack up. I bought that the greatest <laughs> point counterpoint. Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> I love that. I got to hear that again. But I suppose that sort of fashionable promiscuity means nothing to someone like you who hops from bed to bed with the frequency of a cheap ham radio. <laughs> I'm not saying that's Giselle, but I will say no. this. And, and we, we mentioned this before, and I, I, I beat this subject to death, but Tom Brady's going to have no trouble. Did you? Some reporter went out and got a list of models that want to date Tom Brady. And it was this long list. And one Instagram model said that she's been in love with him. All she thinks about is Tom Brady. So Tom's not going to have a little trouble moving on. But I would think just for class sake, you'd let the ink dry in the divorce before you jump around. But Giselle, apparently that's that's not her no style. Worries. So she's out there. Don't worry about confusing the children, I think Tom. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Yeah, do what you want. Jiu-jitsu or whatever. Yeah. I know. Oh, well. But I suppose uh, that sort of fashionable promiscuity means nothing to someone like you who hops from bed to bed with the frequency of a cheap ham radio. I don't think Tom would like that if I said that about his ex. Uh, and Tom McKinsey is signed with the Eagles. Are you excited about this? He'll help them. He'll help them if they're, hey, uh, just they're because... their biggest thing is they're going to have to stop Dallas's run. So he can he can stop them there. Yeah. Um. Now, I, I started off the top of this broadcast uh, ripping on soccer. I know the World Cup's a big deal. They moved it to this time of year because it's so hot in Qatar, and it's nice that they're having it there because the place is so terrible with human rights. I don't even know why they moved it there, but this place uh, supposedly dozens of people died while making the stadiums. You know, you, you saw that report on HBO. Um, are you guys dozens. into it's this like, at all? Like, I mean, it's like 3,600 people died. It is an, an astronomical number of people that died, and they didn't pay anybody. They paid no yeah, one. That's what I saw that that on uh, Real Sports on mm -hmm. HBO. They did a report on them. Like, I, how? Why do? Why aren't they yanking these games way, right away from these people? That's awful. Because FIFA, so that, and FIFA, I guess what's FIFA going makes on, money. FIFA the, the bribe the bribe that came a, to those guys. Oh yeah, and Qatar right. is oh, so awash in oil money. That, that they've got money to throw around, but still you got to have some standards. I mean, I would mm. think. But either way, that's where the games are held. But the point is, do you care? I mean, ESPN is making trying hard to make me care. The Internet is trying hard to make me care, but I just don't. But maybe you guys do. And they can tell me what I should uh, look for here. I, I enjoy the World Cup, only World Cup soccer. Um, I like seeing the, the different nations compete. Um, I think it's a higher level. Um, there seems to be more passion in it than, you know, 
uh, this, the, the, these leagues and, you know, the Premier League and all that garbage over there in Europe. Um, but I do enjoy the World Cup, So, I, but I am glad it's only four year, once every four well, years. I don't have to tune in. <laughs> and I'm not well, and I, think, I don't care but, USA, USA, but I do like watching good soccer, and I like – I, I like the I like the World Cup. All right, well, Paul, I guess I'm alone here. Uh, I enjoy it. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not going to go out on a on a Thursday night in the middle of July and watch a soccer game, but the World Cup I'll tune into because it is it's passionate. Um, it's a higher quality. Uh, it's it, it's a lot more fun, and well, we it's in the morning. It. Well, who cares? So yeah, what? The women don't. We've always. Yeah, well, the, the women, women don't. don't. Yeah, I know, but that, that the women's cup isn't going on. Right. What I don't right. think, I, I know they had to move it because of the heat, but it's a bad move for American audiences mm-hmm. because it used to be in the summer, and now it's competing against college football, NFL football, and uh, basketball and hockey. Basketball, it's just regular yeah. basketball, hockey. Right, but yeah, the thing is, is the, the thing is, because it's so far away, the games are over by three o'clock. So they're yeah, not. True. I mean, the, so they're gonna uh, they're gonna compete with the one o'clock games, and usually the one o'clock games suck on Sundays because it's usually Detroit. So you've got, you know, what are you competing against? That used and, to be the case. Watch. <laughs> yes, as of four weeks ago, but now, um, yeah. So yeah, they're competing with no nothing really. You know, the Price is Right, and they, so they're gonna do well ratings wise. So, and, and it's not curbing. American football enthusiasm or viewership. That's the thing that's going to kill them. The viewership no. will not die. So, No, football has just reached a pinnacle. It's like it's you just can't knock it off the, the, right. the pace. I just read recently that uh, the NFL is the top-rated show on five different networks right now. Um, and as it always will be. Um, mm-hmm. I did want to mention uh, – Speaking of football, uh, what I considered a big fail. Did anybody watch uh, Thursday's uh, NFL game? Um, oh, help me out here. It was a good matchup. It was Green Bay and the Titans. And they yeah. decided to copy the Manning cast that goes on in ESPN. Only this time they did it with LeBron James and his shop show with this Maverick Carter. Oh, what a disaster. My God. What were they thinking? I mean, at least the Mannings are football players. But Maverick Carter, we want to hear about what he thinks about the game? Give me a break. So that was a giant fail as far as uh, uh, Amazon Prime goes. The game was good. You know, it was a good matchup. But come on, man. LeBron James, give me a break, you know. Uh, so I thought that was pretty – I don't think they'll be doing that again. Um, uh, before we get to this Detroit athlete, we'll get to the Red Wing report in a second here. I just I just made notes throughout the week. Are you okay with a guy named Booger uh, being an NFL commentator? When does that stop? Booger McFarland. You might have been Booger in seventh grade. I know. You might have been Booger in high school. You're now on a fucking national stage. Get rid of the fucking nickname. Call yourself Stewart or whatever Please. the fuck your name is. And he's good. You know, he's pretty good at what he's he does. Not bad. He, he's, he's really not bad. good at it. But, but I can't take my eyes, my eyes off his crooked fingers. When he holds up his fingers, he's been so yeah. damaged with the NFL. I'm not yeah. I'm not making fun of you. Yeah, like that guy right there, yeah. <clears throat> but they, it, it goes in a different direction. It's just like, I know. There was another How are you going to pick on... your boogers with that? <laughs> I know. No, he needs to lose that, but I guess it's too late now. Who was that guy? Chuck Benaric. Remember him? Same thing yes. with the fingers. They went all over the place. It was terrible. Um, 
Sean McVeigh's new wife says she wishes they had more time to spend together. They just got married last year, and she's complaining about their time together. Is this another Giselle waiting to happen and sabotage Sean McVeigh's career? He he's going to sabotage it himself because he was going to he was going to retire last year, and Fox had him. That's right. Fox was going to sign him. So this is this maybe she's because the shitty season. She's throwing you know you know, bread into the water and seeing what's going to bite. I think he's, I think he's done. I don't, I think he wanted to go to TV so badly last year. I don't think yeah. he likes coaching that much. And I think I'm glad Stafford got his Super Bowl because the way they have, they have got no draft picks coming up in the next few years. The, the, the season is falling apart. Uh, I don't think they're going to fit him for a gold jacket. I thought if he could have a couple more years where he made the playoffs, he could make the Hall of Fame, but uh, it doesn't look like it now. All right, Paul, let's get on to the uh, Red Wing report. You can give us that. Uh, let me... Hockey so any points are good points. The new executive vice president and general manager, Steve Eiserman. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, you two should get a room, you know? Oh, 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 hell yeah, hell yeah. Steve Eiserman. All right, Paul, you're up. Uh, what was what was this? Give us the highlights of this week. Is the Red Wings seem to be uh, still <laughs> well, they playing were, well? They were on the road for four. Uh, did not play well in the first two periods against the L.A. Kings, but came played them tough in the third. They pissed away a game against... Anaheim, which I texted everybody that, that, you know, giving up a late goal to tie it in the last minute and then lose it in overtime. But I think it pissed them off because they dominated San Jose and they dominated Columbus. So they got five points out of eight on the road. They looked sharp. Bertuzzi came back. So now they're almost a whole team again. And Michael, did you see that pass that Sider gave to uh, the between the legs? Oh, yeah. And somebody, somebody on it. Right, somebody, somebody on, and somebody made a really good point that if, if that was this kid from Colorado, Makar, they would talk about it for a month. And what a look at this pass! That I'd never seen anything like it before. Like no. in stride between the legs, it's like holy shit, yeah. he's a beast. So I, I like the way they responded against a very when they lost to Anaheim. Is that they came out and they scored thirteen goals in two games, and it wasn't a fluke, and a lot of it was five on five. It wasn't power play stuff. That was a really good sign. They are third in their division. They're, they're, there's hope. They're playing so much better. And I love their coach. He looks like Uncle Fester, but he doesn't talk bullshit. He is, he is a, he is a, he's a hockey guy. I love him. Yeah, so far in uh, the last two games or the first two games I got to see this year from beginning to end, and they did look – Really good, and I think they got a goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just, I, I just, I get so frustrated with I, offense. They seem they, they, they get it down low. They do really well. They get it back out to the point. They do a nice job on that. But four or five times, I was pulling what's left of my hair out when they're in their zone and they're facing their goal and just backhanding it. Uh, or, or trying to uh, do a no look along the boards, trying to get it out. And of course, there's an opposition team there. I just, they just need to work. There's some things there that they need to work on. And I think once they get there, um, it's like uh, uh, one of the announcers said, 
you know, they're starting to play that. Uh, they're not feeling around for the game. They're actually starting to make it a, a, a habit now. These things, things that they're doing are habits. And that's good to see. I was, I was tickled pink to watch those two games. It was awesome. I, yeah, I really the, uh, it, yep. the, the response from two losses was the appropriate response. And, you know, uh, it, it was it was it was good. It was good to see. Last year they don't come back and do that. They don't come back and, you know, with you know Jeff Milktoast as their coach, just say, eh, whatever. You know, kids will be kids. It's like fuck that. Now's the time. You now let's play and onward and upwards, my friends. Refreshing to to come on this podcast and have good news to report about the Lions, about Michigan, and about uh, about the Red Wings. So there you go. There's a report. It's a good report. Solid. Five out of eight points and. Uh, who they got coming up? That I don't know, but they've got it's a homestand. I haven't looked at who they got in the homestand, but they can make hay. They can they can really make hay in this homestand. They're not going to catch Boston. Boston is a different beast, but Toronto, Tampa Bay, they're right there for them. Well, and Boston is has got a great record, but how about those New Jersey Devils? What is it, thirteen in a row? Well, I think the, I think the, I think their last loss was against Detroit. You know, it may have been when they, they beat them in the, the first time they played them. Next All right, we might as well get to the bad news real quick. Uh, the Pistons are 3-15 and 15 with the worst Suck. record in the East and Good. tied for the worst record in the NBA. Good. Uh, when do I start to get excited about these guys again, Paul? Is it four years. years? Four, four years? years, I okay. said. Because certainly there's nothing. They got the worst defense in the NBA, and I keep waiting for something, and every time I look at the stats, I'm like, no, nope, I'm not going to watch them. Cade's got a, a broken shin, they think. They're going to either surgery. If, if, shut them down. Yeah. I mean, they, if they have an opportunity to get Wimbayama in the first, as a, if they get the first pick, you know, well, shut them down. This is what, what the about, process is. Shut them down. What about their coach? What about Casey? You He's like done. I don't like yeah. him. No, I do not. He was, yeah. a, he was, he couldn't, he couldn't take a, a very talented, good Toronto team any further than, you know, the first or second round. And when they yep. fired him, they, they won, won the title. Yep. It's like, okay, well, they got Kawhi Leonard. Okay, cool. But they gave up DeMar DeRozan. So they had you had to do certain things. Dwayne Casey's probably a really nice guy. You know, maybe he'd buy a round of drinks or something for us. It'd be cool. But he cannot he can't he can't win. So No, but they might want to just keep him around like they kept the Red Wings coach around. Wait till we get some talent, more talent uh-huh. in here and then jettison yeah. him out. Yeah, you don't have to bring up the Pistons next week. Well, you know, I thought we should talk about it. I should talk about college basketball. I don't give a crap about college basketball until after the new year. I don't know why they start so early. I know Michigan State's had a couple of big wins, and Michigan has, but I don't care. They should just do their sport a favor. Nobody really cares about it until tournament time or a couple weeks before. But just move it, just because, man, it just yep. it's it's too crowded with all this other sports to throw that in there too. But all right, we need to get to this. We we're going to co- come up with compile a list of our top ten least favorite Detroit athletes that we've watched in our lifetime. Um, there's a whole boatload for me. It was easy to come up with the li- a list of them for me, but mm-hmm. to whittle them down to the top ten was not <laughs> not as easy as I thought. And I didn't put them in any particular order. Like, I don't no. have my worst no. I just have them in the 10. So, I don't know. And, Mike, you didn't do your homework assi- assignment, so you just want to piggyback on what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I got a couple in my head. Okay. Um, so, Paul, I don't know if you wanted to start with your 10. You, um, okay. Uh, 
first, uh, I just, and again, this is in no particular order. There's people that disgusted me. Uh, Scott Mitchell. Hey, he's, uh, on yeah, he's on mine, too. Yeah. yeah. Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gonzalez. When he was yeah. a free agent with the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the smart, the greatest decision that ever happened was when he decided not to sign the $175 million contract with the Tigers. Then yep. he would, yeah. Um, Yui Krupp. A uh, defenseman oh, yeah, that, uh, that they picked yeah. up uh, from Colorado uh, yeah. had a hernia. Said he had a herniated disc, so we had to pay him uh, workers' comp. But also in his homeland, he was dog sled racing while he was on IR. So that's not really good. He was a dick. I have <laughs> I Matt Millen. I have Matt Millen, even though he's not an athlete, he is uh, uh, he, reviled. He, yeah, well, he was an athlete. Okay, but not for Detroit. Um, yeah, but he was so bad that maybe he belongs on that list. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame, but Allen Iverson, when he was with Detroit, and it's not because – well, it is. It's because what we gave was, up. We gave up Chauncey, yeah. and then he said he'd come off the bench, and then one game into it he said, I'm not coming off the bench. I'm starting. It's like, okay, good. I'm glad we traded for you. And um, Rip and Rip Hamilton just basically shut it down after that. He was so pissed about Allen Iverson being on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we did uh, not Red, see the best of uh, – Go ahead. Yeah. Reggie Rogers. Um, Ooh, high draft yeah, pick. High draft pick killed three people. Um, killed three people. He was a bomb, too. Yeah. I, I put Blake Griffin because I just didn't – I thought we, we swallowed a huge contract, and then he decided he didn't want to play, and then he immediately gets traded and can start dunking again. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> um, Bernie Federico, only because for what we gave up, we gave up Adam Oates, who was a young stud, and we gave him up because uh, Jacques Demers loved Bernie Federico from his playing days in St. Louis. And Adam Oates, he might be. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame or not, but he, he might be. Um, Marty Morningwig, again, I, I went with a coach. And just because he took the wind See, in if, overtime, if, I know, gonna, I know. If you know, you're going to go I, into coaches, we have a whole boatload that we could we could talk about. But. Yeah, but he, he took the wind in overtime instead of the ball. I, they will, I will never awful. forgive him I'm for not, that. Yeah. And that's, this one, this terrible. one, this one is going to uh, shock maybe, but uh, Fedorov, fuck him. Whoa, no kidding. They win the first Stanley Cup. Look how many cups we won with the guy. They win the first Stanley Cup in however many years, 40. 40 he holds yeah. out. He holds out for a, a, half the season, uh, holds the Wings hostage that he's going to go to Carolina unless, you know, Carolina yeah, I remember that. Carolina gives him a, a, a contract that has a poison pill that the Wings have to swallow or they're going to let him go. And I just thought, you know, come on, dude. You're, you're so insanely jealous of Iserman. Just whatever. You want to be your own guy? Cool. But you're on a, one of the greatest teams ever assembled. You know, but he, he just – he held out and then he's just – I just never – and, and, but uh, his see, skill level, his skill level was fantastic. But it's just, why would you do that? But and that's what this that? list is all about: guys that you couldn't stand. It doesn't necessarily mean that they were bad players. I agree. With no, that. he's a Hall of Famer. But it just you hold the team hostage after they win the first Stanley Cup in forty years, and you make it all about yourself. It's like, well, you know, a guy just got paralyzed. So what? I'm holding out. I want more money. I want this, this, this. It's like, and I think that what what was a. Uh, who was the, who was the GM then, Michael? I forget. Was it uh, Holland? <clears throat> I 
and Holland Holland's yeah. quote was when he, when they they finally signed the offer sheet, they they matched the offer sheet, and Holland's like, "You think I'm gonna lose it to that team? God no!" <laughs> that made me laugh. But Fedorov was the last one on my list. Yeah, it's a good it's a good solid list. I uh, I had Scott Mitchell on mine, but I'm gonna take him off because he's on yours, and I'll add some. I had a couple honorable mentions, and I'll stick them <laughs> in the top ten. Uh, first of all, I had David Jivas Hill. The tight end who we had for the Lions that had all kinds of ability, but he was much more interested in dancing after a touchdown, and he seemed to always drop key passes, even though he had great hands. And so I just didn't – I never liked him. Just never liked the guy. Um, And Paul – well, I don't know if we we gave him that nickname or it was the actual nickname. Oh, I believe. I don't believe it was more interested in other stuff. It wasn't yeah. belief his. Well, yeah. I I was I crossed out Jimmy Spider Man Allen to put David Hill in because okay. I thought Hill had more of a career here in Detroit. Uh, Paul, you're not going to like this one because I could hold my whole ten list with Lions, but I, I was careful not to do that. Uh, Joey Harrington, only he was certainly not. He's not the only. I also had Scott Mitchell and one other quarterback on here, but to me he was the biggest letdown. I mean, we took him. What what was the pick? Fifth or sixth in the first Third. round. And he may Third. not have been the worst quarterback in Lions history, but it, to me, he was the biggest disappointment because of how high we we picked him. And I just yeah. never say he just they used to call him Blue, Joey Blue Skies, and because uh, every, after every game, the press conference, no matter how bad the game was, he's just talking. It was Mister Positive, and I didn't like that. I also had Gary Danielson on the list because he sucks and just during the prime <laughs> years of Billy Sims he was our quarterback he got beat out by Eric Hipple that should tell you how bad he was <laughs> and if you watch the highlights of Danielson now he's even worse than you thought he had this sidearm delivery he was terrible couldn't stand him he, he, to me it was just symbolizes Lions mediocrity back in the 90s or 80s uh Oz Akeem, this guy came over from the Rams and was supposed to look greatest show on turf. He's going to revolutionize our passing game. He was such a bust. I couldn't stand him. And Dominican Sue, great player. Maybe a Hall of Fame player. He's got a Super Bowl ring now. He was the biggest asshole. I couldn't stand how big of an asshole he was. I mean, with the stomping on the players or whatever. And plus, he had incidents off the field in Oakland County where he lived where uh, there was an electrician or coming, some, one of the meter guys were coming in his backyard, and he brought out a gun. But it wasn't a real gun, but it looked like one, and this guy was scared shitless, and so Dominican got sued, and he settled it. A bunch of shit like that. Didn't like the guy. Um, also, before we finish my Lions list here, uh, I just put these guys once. The James Gang. I don't know if you remember these guys back in the 80s. Greg James was our running, Greg James was the running back after Billy Sims, and James Jones was mm-hmm. the fullback. And they called them the James Gang. Now, the reason I can't stand them is they were the t- running backs for what was one of the worst uh, stretches of Lions history that was the Daryl Rogers years, and they sucked. So the James Gang. Uh, also on the list, I had Willie Hernandez, who got way, wow. way too much credit for the Lions wow. or the Tigers' 84 championship. Way too much. And he was named MVP, and after that season, he couldn't do anything. Maybe the reason he got all those saves is because we had such a great team. But I, Willie Hernandez, to me, I thought I couldn't stand him, especially after the 84. He just went in the tank. I thought it, to this day, I think he got way too much credit for that 84 championship. Uh, Bobby Higginson, a symbol, <laughs> of, symbol of the Lions or the Tigers' horrible uh, stretch there where they had Alan Trammell as manager and, and Pujols as manager. And I personally 
he freaked me out because I went into the locker room uh, for the <laughs> Tigers several times, and Bobby Higginson shaved his body hair, like completely. There was no hair anywhere, and I've never seen that before on a guy. It freaked me out, plus he sucked, didn't like him. Uh, a couple of Pistons on my list, Darko Milicek. Just think of what could have been for the Pistons if they would have not drafted this idiot, <clears throat> Darko Milicek. So didn't like him. Also, another Piston, William Bedford. This guy had all the talent in the world. He was seven feet tall. He was right there. We drafted him during the bad boy years. He could have he could have gave us maybe another championship, but the guy just couldn't stay off drugs, and he became the biggest loser and one of the biggest losers in Piston history. Now, that is 10. I'm going to give you my quick honorable mention list. I had Luke Robitaille for the Red Wings. He was one of the guys that came out in the 2002. Remember, he was supposed to mm. – he tanked after we got him. He would – I think he had uh, three points in our playoff run that year. Uh, just never cared for the guys at Red Wing. Pat Swilling, when we got him from the mm-hmm. Saints, we yes. we brought Joe Smith. We brought Joe Schmidt's number out of retirement to give to this clown, and he was a dud. He was nothing like he was in New Orleans, and I couldn't stand him for that. Mateen Cleaves was an honorable mention <laughs> uh, because why the Pistons wasted? What a waste. Oh, yeah, great. and now here's one from the past that I was trying to think of Red Wings, and this is my last one that made the honorable mention. And though that was Rogi Vashan, who was a great goalie, and we gave this. Remember, the Wings were on the rise with Dale McCourt, Reed Larson, and uh, Paul Woods. And then we gave up a bunch of talent to require Rogi Vashan, who everybody thought was the best goalie in hockey at, at the time. And after we got him, he became a bum. A nothing, and the, and the Wings went into the tank for the next almost decade. Not because of him, but I remember the the hype when he came over. That's like, wow! Now we're, we're you know, Mike, because Mike, you went to that playoff game. Remember that the, the oh, yes, Wings I were do. in when they they <laughs> played Atlanta. So everybody thought, wow, this is an up and coming team. If we get Rogi Vashan, we're going to be good. And and he was awful. And that was the end of that era. And uh, so I never liked Rogi. So there's my list uh, of my well, least favorite. Well, Detroit Ted Lindsay, I could have made it all <clears throat> Lions. Ted Lindsay traded. Dale McCourt for Rogi Vachon. He didn't. He didn't care. He wanted a goaltender. He traded yeah. Dale McCourt, and McCourt didn't go. But somewhere in my yeah. hockey, my hockey cards, I have a Los Angeles Kings Dale McCourt card, which is worth yeah. something if we could find it. But then they and had to gave, trade a bunch of younger stuff. But they they were going to yeah. give him their their best player at that yeah, time. It, Absolutely, and they, they gave a bunch of young players drafted, gave away their future for a guy who just Ted ended Lindsay. up by being a bum. There was no better than the goalie we had the, the year before. So, and I just remember that we were so excited about the Wings at that time. I think it was '77, and I thought, well, this could turn around. And then the next year, it was just nothing. And then till Eisenman came, it was uh, that's the way it was. So there you go. Okay, so there's your list of your top ten hated Detroit athletes. Uh, does anybody have a bag of dicks to throw? Well, does Michael have anybody he would like to add? <clears throat> oh, yeah. To, well, the, I didn't do to your homework, so I wasn't going to call on him. It's funny, Tom, you mentioned you ended with Dale McCourt. He was actually on my list. Um, I, I just I, – I liked him. I was excited about him. And when he got into that court battle, he just lost – he just lost it. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't yeah. play well at all, and it just it well, it detracted. He's actually at the top of my list. Um, I just didn't appreciate. I, I like, and that's it's odd because you're saying, well, this is a guy that fought to stay in Detroit. You should like him, and I should. I just didn't like how. And then it turned out 
um, that he didn't do so well uh, afterwards, after the court battle. I guess it weighed on him or whatever. So I had him, Charles Rogers. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I should have done that one. Second pick, I, yeah. I, I could not stand for the Tigers. I could not stand for base Jace. Uh, Who was that? Jason Thompson. Just oh, like, Rooftop yeah, Thompson? He, he could hit it over the yeah, – good for him. But when he wasn't hitting the roof, he was he was striking out and walking, you know, uh, lazily back to the. He was lazy. He never yeah. ran anything out. Um, I didn't think he was a great fielder, but he hit the roof. I mean, good for him. You know who and else I, didn't like him was Sparky Anderson. That was one yeah. of his first things, man. He take long get rid of Jason well, he Thompson. Just, he didn't. He didn't hustle. He didn't. I don't know. I just yeah. I just didn't like him. Uh, right. But I did see him hit. I did see him hit the roof once. That was kind of cool. And then uh, cool. my last one, I and again, I didn't do my homework, so I was kind of thinking. Um, I hated when the Pistons got Adrian Dantley. Yeah, you know, I, I thought of him too. Yeah. Did that, that you clear out for him? Yeah, everybody had to clear yeah. out for him. And they had a good team. Yep. They had mm-hmm. a team. And <clears throat> they had to clear out for AD. And I just think that slowed the Pistons down. I think he wasn't as good as he thought he was. And he was so boring. I, I know he was I boring. He wasn't. Credit, but you know, there's my five. Yeah, and we won a couple titles after we got rid of him. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I I agree with that. So that's good. But they um, did make the finals with AD. But AD was a cancer because he 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 had Federoff syndrome, where he was so jealous of Isaiah Thomas that he wanted it to be Adrian's team. Yeah. And you saw it on the Bad Boys uh, documentary. It's like he wanted it to be his team. I was like, no, 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 man. No, dude. This this kid <laughs> built the team. You're gonna you, now it's AD's team. You know, Isaiah and wanted I, to run, and it was just a black yeah. hole. You throw it into Adrian, and he's yeah. like backing in, dribble, dribble, foul. It was just foul, boring. He, foul, he either yeah. got a layup or a foul, and it just it was it was not exciting basketball. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, now anybody got a bag of dicks to throw? Or are we going to wrap this thing up? I c- I could if you want. Okay. Well, let's get the. Uh, Antonio Brown cussed out the police cussed out his baby mama and threw a bag of gummies shaped like penises at her. The bag of dicks. Throw bags of dicks? Antonio Brown (laughs) threw a bag of dicks at his... Bag of dicks for the dicks. I I would say this about Antonio. Uh, He never lets you down. He just never lets you down. He's always a story. So, Paul, what do you got? Well, I was going to talk about the matriarch or the patriarch of the bag of dicks, but we talked about him earlier. Um, our boy Brett Favre is back in the news. Um, oh. Yes, he he uh, he helped an experimental drug that was going to uh, cure concussions, um, but he got two million dollars worth of Missis- or, uh, yeah, uh, Mississippi welfare money to go into funnel into a nasal mist that was going to help concussions. Whoa! So yeah, so that's two million dollars more that and every doctor. <clears throat> that has come out and said there was no chance in hell this thing is going to work or was going to work, but he didn't care. He's like he got and they're friends of his, so he got him two million dollars worth of experimental money for a drug that uh, had absolutely no chance of uh, curing any of his concussions. Um, and then the do you do you watch? Uh, there's like little stupid promos for the Fox Game of the Week where. Oh um, yeah, where, oh, I hate where those. They're, they're sitting around. Yeah. Did you see the one coming up? Because it was a national game, the Lions and the Giants, 
And the Fox promo was everybody talking about Saquon Barkley. Not one word on who they were playing, what they were doing. It was like Saquon Barkley, the Giants are back in, you know, the the big blue is coming back. And it's like, well, you got to stop Saquon Barkley. And it was everything was about the, the New York football Giants. And there was not one single word on who they were playing. And they got their ass kicked, and they got to, they they deserve to get their ass kicked because of it. And I hate those promos anyway. Oh, they're just I hate so them. Dumb. They're so, yeah. just these four <clears throat> people sitting around, just just casually sitting there on a couch discussing the game, you know. And of course, what's her name? Uh, three Aaron. quarter. And Aaron. Aaron. She's, she she chimes in, and we they, all get to listen to how they all much they all right. They all may as well be drinking Captain Morgan's rum because everything they say is Captain Obvious. You know, yeah, know. Well, you know, two Titans are coming to battle with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom. It's like, really? Nobody knew that. Wow, these guys are good. The, 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 whoever Holy came crap. up with this idea to promote the game should have a bag of dicks thrown at him. I agree. It should be totally. fired. You know, it's funny. It's funny. I was going to mention that too. Yeah, it's so dumb. It's like this is really what you need. Then this helps promote the game. Give me a break. You know, well, um, Greg Olson right, said good, it on the couch. Bag. Mike, you got one. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Like Craig Olson's promoting with his oh, yeah. stupid hair. He's sitting on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> One of the, the, the sixth floor crew from the U. Yeah. Look it up. If you haven't heard it, look it up. Craig yeah. uh, Olson. I've, I've okay. seen the documentary. And I, yeah, Just say Greg Olson was right there. Yeah. <laughs> the sixth floor crew. Nice. Yeah. Got a bag to throw, Mike? I don't have one to throw. I actually, um, I think. I don't know if Billy Bob Thornton listens to the podcast or not. Oh, I'm sure he does. Um, he may. Uh, on on uh, on Prime, you got a show called Goliath that he's on. Yeah, I, I watch it. Yeah, what's and, it uh, The blonde haired girl. Uh, it's the last episode, season four, and uh, she she makes a a comment to the other uh, other lawyer. You've just earned a bag of dicks. So I'm thinking, Ooh. you know, that's uh, we're, we're kind of making the a fuck? big. That's time. copyright infringement. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Mr. Thornton and is going uh, to hear from uh, our lawyers. Them yeah. cheesy fries. Mm. Anyway, so I don't have one that's to throw. Good. I just want to yeah. hats off to, <laughs> mm. hats mm-hmm. off to you for coming up with this. I ain't listening to you no more. Mm. Um, I would, uh, I would like to throw a bag of dicks and. I would like to throw the entire bag at this guy. The are you kidding me guy. I'm so sick of the fucking announcers after a big play saying, are you kidding me? Now, I got a little montage I just picked up off the internet. Jones, what's this going to be? Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Blake Robertson makes the catch. Are you kidding me? Snap good. Spot down. Walsh's kick is up. And it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? This thing is becoming so tired and old. What is this are you kidding me? Like the first one example I gave there, a guy came down with a dunk. Oh, are you kidding me? We've never seen a slam dunk before. Guy makes a great catch with the baseball. Are you kidding me? It's like, please, come up with something original. The are you kidding me stuff is so old and it's been going on for several years. Are you kidding me? That's right that, on. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know how many times how many times a game I bristle when I hear the line to gain? It just yeah. irritates the oh, shit yeah. out of me. And you brought it up two years ago. And it's like it's, I can't do it. I, yeah. It's 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 so stupid. It's like <clears throat> the, 
It's a first down. Getting the first down, that worked. That worked for decades because it tells you what it is. Line to gain doesn't even make sense to me. But this yeah. one, this are you kidding me stuff is starting to get out of control. It's it's like it's you know, every announcer is listening to everybody else and they feel like you have to say like if you look at the really good ones, like Al Michaels won't won't on every broadcast give you an argue you kidding me. But I, I see uh, Chris Fowler does it. I, I tried to find an example of his, but I didn't have time. The are you kidding me guy? It Joe Tessator. Joe Tessator is a huge are you kidding me guy. Yeah. I know. What they're trying to say is the play that you've just saw is so unbelievable. Are you kidding me what I just saw? And it just stopped it already. I watched, uh, and I might have mentioned this before, highlights of the Raiders Super Bowl against Washington. And Pat Summerall's calling a play that turned out to be a touchdown. Here's another different formation. Barnwell and Branch to the left, and Allen was split to the right. And it's Branch for touchdown. Anthony Washington, the defender. No. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, my God, it's a touchdown. No, he just told it. What happened? I don't need him to get excited. I don't need the are you kidding me guy. Because I'm if I'm watching the team and it's my team scoring, I'm already excited. I don't need the announcer jumping through the screen and tell me, are you kidding me? You call the play. Let the color guy get all excited, you know, like Madden or whatever. And the are you kidding me are getting out of control. That's my bag of dicks at each one of those. Right. I mean, listen to Summerall's call on the Marcus Allen run. Only 12 seconds left to play third quarter. Here's Marcus Allen. Cutting back upfield, and Marcus Allen could be gone. Seventy-four yards for Marcus Allen. And the Raiders are starting to shove this one. In the winner's column. There's no, there's nothing. I mean, that's an are you kidding me? But there's nothing to it. It's just like, and it's, it's, it's simple. This is what's happening. Chris Fowler has, has made an art form of this now. Whenever anybody gains 12 yards, it's like, but then he's open and he's got a first down. I know when to get excited when I'm watching a game. I don't need the announcer to go crazy and, and coach me how to be excited. I know if I'm watching the game and it's a team I'm pulling for, that's a big play. I like it. I don't need you to do it. Jones, what's this going to be? No! Are you kidding me? Can't stand it. Need it to stop. Yeah. Well, that's all. That's screw, all Fowler. screw Fowler. He got he got Musburger kicked off the ABC game. Or the, and I like, yeah, the I ABC like, game. I like big game, Brett. I did. Yeah, he was and great. I, Him I and Herbie it. were a great team. Yeah, yeah. But that's beside the point. Anything else before we go? Because I think that's going to wrap it up. No, and we're good. Just, a, just one Uh-oh. little thing. One little okay. thing. Getting go. back to you know Tom and your announcer thing, um, I heard a guy, and I'm hoping it doesn't catch on. But a team was in the red zone, and then they got inside the ten, and this Uh-oh. guy says, "Well, now they're in the black zone." Oh no, no, don't, stop! Please that. don't say I, stuff I, like I, that. I, I, just, no, I, no, no, no. I need you to give me. I can guy, accept the red zone. Report, heard, give me that guy's name. Just, give me his name. What I heard. That's bullshit. Oh, shit. You see so many games, I don't know. Find yeah. out. Do, 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 you know Tebow like, every no. game? Uh, I got to remember that one. And, oh, I, and I feel Jesus sometimes age. these announcers try and sneak shit in like that. Yeah. Hoping that it'll catch it on, and then time. when it yeah. doesn't, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that, that needs to stop today. And since this is we the can't. podcast before Thanksgiving, I think it's important for all of us to wish each and everybody out there a very happy Thanksgiving and hope you enjoy it with your friends and family. And remember this time of year, you know, I, I it's, every announcer's got to do it, so let's just do it. 
and hope you and yours have a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Any chance we can oh, give a yeah, shout out to the servicemen? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, too. For Guys that, that are making our country that, free for us. Yes, and we could never repay their debt. I mean, it's nope. just, just a lot of stuff is true, but the announcers right. aren't sincere about this stuff. They're oh, just God, telling no. you what you think you want to hear. You God, know? No, no. Yeah. Moose Johnson doesn't care about my family. Fuck him. No, he doesn't. And no. uh, to you and yours, and have a great <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, and, and you, yeah. that's what I like about Madden. He never went into that stuff. He just talked about the food and the football, and it's that. That's what we're there for, not for these sappy little uh, Thanksgiving rolls. And of course, the cliche that we're going to see on every single game this Thursday is some athletes giving out food at their local food pantry. They show up for two minutes, put on a Santa hat, give some food. Poof, cameras off and then they're back and we get to watch it for thanksgiving that sounds like something that you shouldn't be angry at but i am you dick i don't like it <laughs> right wow well, okay, he's not I'm, they're not sitting in the damn kitchen with him he's just giving him the food he's not gonna no. go home with them it's like you know can i help you prepare your turkey man no, no it's just a photo op and it's like yeah. uh, it, it's a cliche they do it every time and it's like okay enough of that already we gotta go we're uh, we're over time everybody enjoy their thanksgiving and we'll talk to you next week and hopefully we're talking about another line number four yes if not well um by the way rob colasani was pissed last week it's like where's the the broadcast where's the podcast i'm like dude did, did he know. say anything about us mentioning him in a possible segment? He, he, gave, it, he, gave, it, he gave it a smiling <laughs> emoji, so maybe that, that oh, maybe that'll help out. And I sent you guys right, the picture well, of Joe Burrow. Did you get it? We'll have this one for you tomorrow. Yes, All yes, right. that was awesome. Okay, okay I get good. it. That's funny. I like Joe. All right, boys, have a, have a good right. Thanksgiving. See ya. Enjoy. Yep. Bye. Bye.